I would read it and I'd be like, dang, what a clue. This is crazy. <laughs> like, I love that. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dibel. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Beth, we are back. Welcome back, Beth. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing really well. This is episode two of Escape Break. Thank you to everyone who tuned into last episode. We have something scary for you in store. Beth, do you know why? Let's see. Is it financial hardships? That's no, scary. <laughs> no, not, not that scary. Not that scary. Scary, oh, but okay. fun. Scary, but fun. Today, we're talking about horror escape rooms. Beth, do you like scary? I, not in the moment. <laughs> what does in that mean? In the moment, I try it. In the moment when I am playing an escape room that's scary, I just suffer so much. But looking back on it, it's always so funny. So it's kind of in the moment, I hate scary. But looking back on it, I love scary. (laughs) It just makes some great memories. Yes, I feel somewhat similar. For some reason, I keep doing them during the room. Sometimes I have regrets. But after you just feel so accomplished, you say, I just did that. And you feel proud. How brave are you, Beth? Like, do you do anything else scary besides scary escape rooms? Um, I love going to like Not Scary Farm and Universal Studios when they're doing their horror nights. I love doing that kind of stuff. I went for about six years straight. And then wow. the year before the pandemic, I didn't have the time to go to it which was really sad and I was like I'll just go next year and then next year came around and I was like oh there's a pandemic I can't Um, but this year it's all reopened so I'm really excited to go back and check out Not Scary Farm and Universal Studios so I love doing that stuff but I'm also a huge (laughs) Brady cat during that as well yes you got to mentally prepare Beth how scary do definitely scary escape rooms get for the listeners because I know if you've never done an escape room before, you might assume it's something like Saw or even the escape room movie. How scary do they actually get? Honestly, they can be pretty terrifying. I feel like they're way scarier than most mazes that I go through just because at least with a maze, you can walk through and you're constantly going forward and you walk past everything at some point (laughs) and then you're out. But And they're usually only about 10 minutes long for like one maze. But with an escape room, it's an hour long, maybe more. And you're in a confined space with possibly a live actor. (laughs) It's usually dark. They control everything that's going on inside of the room. So like you can walk through and you're like, cool, the suffering will be over in a few minutes in a maze. (laughs) But for an escape room, you're just in the room trapped trying to figure out how to get out and your brain is freaking out because you're like it's dark and there's a person in the room there's something scary happening over there a loud noise oh my god (laughs) so I think escape rooms that are scary are significantly scarier than mazes because just 
you're just in a confined space and you're just alone sometimes. I just, no, I, escape <laughs> rooms are significantly scarier if they do it right than yes. are, I feel like. Absolutely. And you mentioned if they do it right, you can get isolated. You know, there's actors involved, as you mentioned, and all of a sudden your mind's getting messed with and you might bump into somebody and think it's, you know, a zombie, a, a vampire, whatever it might be. And it might've just been me bumping into you. And, but we're, we're freaked out because we're on edge. And some of the tactic really with scary escape rooms are the puzzles aren't necessarily too hard, but because the adrenaline is so high and your level of fear is so elevated, it's hard to focus. You don't want to turn around and focus on a lock when you don't know what's coming up behind you. It can really be unsettling sometimes. And some people have these traumatic fears where, I mean, I've seen people cry in scary escape rooms, run, run out, quit. Uh, even even a funny story towards the end of this episode that I'll tell you that was a, a once in a lifetime experience for me. I'll just say that for now. <laughs> in general, it's terrifying. Yes, yes. Now, your experience in escape rooms, have you ever been a part of running a scary escape room? I... I would have to say half yes, half no. Okay. I I haven't done anything super terrifying. I did work at Exodus Escape Room when they were doing their haunted Sherlock. Okay. And I felt like that was that was a really good twist on the game. Like I actually genuinely very much liked the game and it was only going for like a month. So I loved doing it because I got to bang on the walls. I got to make it scarier than it needed to be. Um <laughs> But it wasn't, it wasn't terrifying. It was just spooky. And it was kind of the same thing along the lines of our trap room at Exodus when they used to have it. It was just like a dark room meant to be scary. If they wanted it scarier, I would hit the walls. Yeah. And now I run Infinity Zombie Lab, which is more creepy than it is scary. But it's fun being able to have a hand in freaking people out or spooking them or surprising <laughs> them still a really fun experience but I would have to say I've I've never run like a horror room like an absolutely terrifying scary room right right now I don't know if you were behind the controls when I was playing zombie lab but I certainly jumped a couple times and if that was you thanks Beth I know you love <laughs> me <laughs> of course of course of course <laughs> all right Beth let's get into a game uh, first segment today, we're going to play a new game. So we want the listeners to have their hands up. Unless you're listening to this while driving, please don't do that. But the concept is you have your 10 fingers up. Beth and I are going to list out things that might qualify you to be an escape room veteran or enthusiast. And if they apply, you got to put a finger down. That's how the game works. Beth, are you ready for this? Definitely. I want to see your fingers up. We're going to talk about how many fingers we put down, but uh, if you are listening on a computer, not in a car or something, definitely let us know, message us how many fingers you put down. So 10 fingers up. All right. My fingers are up. Awesome. First thing is, you know, you're an enthusiast when you know how a directional lock works. Easy. Second thing, if you prefer playing with a small group than a large group. Okay. Third, if you are a part of an online escape room group. <laughs> Fourth one, if you've traveled over an hour for an escape room. Five, 
you, if you have done more than four rooms in one day. Six, if you have a list or a spreadsheet of all the rooms you've ever done. Seven, if you've dreamt about starting your own escape room. Eight, if you know that you'll get out of the room no matter what. <laughs> Nine, if you have a go-to team name. And 10, if you have sacrificed bathroom breaks or food breaks for more escape rooms. <laughs> all right. All right, Beth. Do you want to know how many fingers I put down? Sure. Okay. How many? Nine out of 10. Only one oh, of those. Me too. Only one of those didn't apply to me. Uh, it was the team name. I never that have was the same also team mine. name. It's hard. It's hard. I'd love to have a consistent team name, but it varies. I've had a couple repeat team names, but I have not been that level of an enthusiast where, you know, some of these people go around with t-shirts and they have their team name on the t-shirt, which is pretty cool, but I'm not at that level yet. Shout out to and new, new kids on the block and KOTB. Yes. You guys. <laughs> new kids on the block. I think there's a team name that's like escape room Edis or oh, I don't, I'm, I'm butchering the name. It's something about eating and escape rooms but it's really cool. And they, they always go around. And then actually just recently I saw people with an escape room t-shirt that says like eat, sleep, escape, repeat, or something like that. And they wear it. that when they yeah. escape too. Whoever you guys are, please send me a message. I would love to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> put awesome. your, put your team name in the comments and the, I think it's OC escape Edists. I think that's what it is. But whatever your name is, let me know what it is and let me know I got it wrong because I'm pretty sure I'm messing up your name right now. And I, I apologize. All right, That's Beth. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so on that list, traveling, have you ever traveled out of state? Not just an hour or more, but have you ever traveled out of state to do an escape room? I have never traveled out of state to do an escape room, but I almost... I went to Vegas a few weeks ago for a friend's birthday okay. and I almost hijacked his birthday. So that way I could go and do an escape room. <laughs> um, but then I looked back on it and I was like, no, that would be a selfish decision. <laughs> it would so have been a I lot of fun. It. it would have been so much fun. I want, there's so many escape rooms that I want to do in Vegas and out of state specifically, but alas, I have done all of my escape rooms within Southern California. Okay. I have as well. And maybe one day I'll do an escape room in another state, but California is so big and there's so many escape rooms here. One day. Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> At least 200. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, any on that list that maybe stood out to you that you're like, that's a definite finger down? I definitely, I, automatically, I was like, yep, small group. I would rather play with a small group than a large group. I have done escape rooms with large groups and I feel like I just don't get the full effect. Mm -hmm. um, while I love everyone in my group, I just, I want to do more. I want to, I want to participate a lot. And I like, I go to escape rooms because I like puzzles. And I feel like if I'm playing a room with 10 people rather than three people, then I don't have as much of an opportunity to play the room. And mm -hmm. I, I always think about it and I'm like, Ugh, what a selfish thing to say. But at the same time, I'm like, no. <laughs> I paid to play with some puzzles and I'm going to do that. Well, Beth, I have some great news for you. When we go play the 13th room, we can do it. Just you and I, a small group. So you can do all the scary puzzles you want. How does that sound? The scary ones you said? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you 
I will tell you what to do and okay. I'll stand about five feet back and then <laughs> you can open it and I'll experience it from a little further away. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the ideal escape room group is probably around like somewhere with three to five. There's a lot of rooms that say they can hold more than that. And more times than not, I feel like that's not true especially for involvement. Like you said, you want to experience it all. You want to know what's going on and you want to solve. So on the other side of the coin, though, if we're doing a scary room and it's just us, it's a small group and we get isolated, then we got to be brave Kai, brave Beth. And we'll see what happens. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We haven't booked the room yet. All right, Beth, let's go into our next segment, which is top escape rooms with the topic of horror rooms. Beth, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first talking about one of our top scary experiences in a room? A shout out to a scary escape room, if you will. I think I think I went first last week. So let's have you okay. go first this week. Okay, I'm going to go first with two shout outs. My first shout out is to Locked Adventures Escape Room. I used to work there. And they have a room called Dystopia. And this room is super cool. It's one of the bigger rooms in San Diego. Uh, It's a zombie apocalypse, like a gathering supplies game. And being somebody to play the room when it first came out and then actually be someone to run the room is super awesome for me. And being able to scare people is something that I don't normally do. I'm a very kind hearted person. And then whenever people ran this room, I got to kind of tap into my inner emoji the little purple emoji that's smiling uh like the little devil that's smiling that's who i became when i ran that room so shout out to locked adventures dystopia my favorite scary escape room though is resurrection at quest room have you played that room beth that's so funny i just wrote that one down i was like oh that's a really good scary room i'm like going through my list of horror games and i'm like oh okay yeah these ones are all really really good so yeah i played that one like right before the pandemic start started and it was so funny and scary at the same time i was just like how did you guys combine the two it felt like scary movie but put into an escape room yeah And that's that's really why it's one of my favorites, because deep down, I'm not just a fiend for terror. I like feeling safe. And this room did such a great job of like the peaks and valleys of pure fear, a little bit of comedy. It's not even overly aggressive in darkness. It's like well lit most of the game. And yeah, sometimes scary escape rooms rely on darkness to make it scary. Like, hey, go down this dark hallway, see what happens. But you're basically a detective squad investigating a home where somebody died and some weird things are going on. There's jump scares. There's like moments where you're like, what the heck just happened? How did that thing like warp around? And there's acting involved. And I just loved it. I loved every moment of it. I got a lot of audible screams with my group. Uh, and getting me to scream is something I'm I don't really like screaming I'm a pretty soft-spoken person but I was scared at many times where I just decided I needed to yelp for my life so resurrection is my favorite room I do recommend anybody to play it I think it's manageable in terms of fear level because they just do a good job of like kind of orchestrating the movie if you will it's very cinematic yeah and they they work so 
much with lighting mm-hmm. and I, I really appreciated that because it, it is very well lit for most of the time. And yeah. there's a really fun twist where you quote, go outside. Yeah. Um, and I felt like the lighting outside was very realistic also. And there, for those of you who are sensitive to lighting and lighting effects and strobe lighting, I would recommend not going or at least requesting that let them know and see if they can accommodate with you. Cause there is a strobe light part, but that part specifically was such a trip and it was like scary, but interesting. So I had to keep my eyes open, but I wanted to close them so badly. <laughs> um, Cause I was just absolutely terrified, but they, they worked so well with the lighting that they had inside of the room. Yes. Yes. Wonderful room. I in thought my it was opinion. Great. So Beth, I know I might've just stolen one of yours on your list, but what other scary escape room is very memorable to you? I I have so many. (laughs) We can talk about more than just one. Okay. I, I just, I have so many because I have so many dumb stories from each of them (laughs) based on my reaction alone. Oh, it's so hard to pick one because they're all like, I have such good memories and so many of them, Yeah, but missions darkest hour. Okay. It's a really good scary room in my opinion. There's there's no live actors, but sometimes it feels like there is one inside the room. Yeah. Um, but it was one of my first scary rooms that I ever did. And it was definitely a super memorable experience. And I was terrified most of the time. And I remember going into one area and being like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do. And I would start making my way over to the other side of the room. And I'd be like, mm, you know what? Um person can you come with me to go over to this creepy dark corner please thank you so much um and I love how they like personalize it to you and you might see your name there a few times sometimes they'll call you out by name sometimes they leave a note for you and it's it's even scarier when they personalize it because you're like you forget that you write a waiver at the beginning or you sign a waiver at the beginning of your Mm -hmm. experience so they use that information, but it's like when you're in the middle of the game, you don't think of that sometimes and you just go, oh my God, this dark entity knows my name. <laughs> I love so that. It's so scary sometimes, but it's I so do. good. Like I love that they personalize it. Yeah. And it really puts that flair on it to make it unique and to dive into this a little bit more, it, small spoiler, I guess, if you want to zoom ahead, maybe a minute, but in this room... Beth, were you the one that was chosen to maybe lay down <laughs> on the bed? Yes. <laughs> I, it's, the funniest thing, too, is that at first I wasn't. It was like one of the guys in my group who was pretty quiet most of the game. Like, and he was just way too excited to do it. He's like, I get to do that. I get to go do that. And he's like, OK. And the person over the intercom was like, just kidding. Beth, you go do it. And I was like, no. <laughs> Because I was, I was visibly terrified. Um, I hit, you know, word of advice to the people out there. If you don't like scary rooms, don't show that you're terrified because then you're just going to be targeted the whole time. Yeah, it's an age old tactic. They're always watching and they're trying to figure out who the scared, scaredy cat is and they will pick you. They won't necessarily like pick on you, but they will identify, hey, that's the one that's going to give the most reaction. They do a good job in this room as well of orchestrating where you are at one point and the things they do to give this illusion that somebody's in there with you. 
is phenomenal. Now, mm. I'm pretty sure they took this out because I went up there and talked to them about it. But you're in a home, right? It's, it's like a serial killer's home, I believe you're in. And mm. when you're in like the second room, when I played, you do something and you like, you know, all shit breaks loose. There's this chair in the first room in the kitchen. And it, I saw it like through a doorway slide across the door. Like that just, it just slid across the room. And I was like, okay, how did that happen? I got goosebumps because from an escape room game master, I was like, I don't have no idea how they got that chair to move. It didn't make any sense to me. And the only thing I can think of is that somebody was in the room and like pushed the chair across the room. But I was like, that's really risky for a game master to come in. Like, what if I saw them that would have like busted the whole experience. So I'm a firm believer that it was just a ghost. Did that happen to you in your game? It wasn't a chair. Okay. Uh, it was like four different things. It was like two metal bowls and a lunch box or a lunch pail or whatever. And like okay. maybe a metal mug. Yeah. It was just like the loudest things you could possibly think of just thrown across the room, like physically <laughs> chucked across the room. And I was, I just remember hearing it and being like, I also by I knew a, a lot of people who worked at that. Yeah. And I knew a lot of people who worked at that escape room and they're all so nice. I'm like, there's no way that you just chucked <laughs> a lunchbox across the room. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. And I just, I hear their stories of the people that are inside the room, but I'm like, you know what? At least I didn't react like that. I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing these uh illusions that escape room creators can do with just coordination special effects sound and timing it it really takes it to a new level it makes the experience feel so real taking to you to a brink where you're like wow i'm super scared but i'm also having a good time i think that's the key definitely the timing <laughs> is the biggest thing too sometimes like Sometimes you'll just get scared at the wrong time and you're just like, well, that's kind of a buzzkill. But when you get the timing right, it has the best effects on people. Like I absolutely love Sister's Secret at Unlockables. Yeah, that's Um, a great one. It's so good. I love the story because it has little Easter eggs to um, Hamilton. Yes, um, it does. The the musical and the history because you know Hamilton um (laughs) and I think that's really funny I I remember reading it and being like oh my god Alexander oh my gosh oh wow and I was just like so into the characters way more than I needed to be no one else understood what I was talking about but there's one part specifically that happens at the very end and I was just like I'm walking over to this place because I got the code I know what I need to do and suddenly I had jumped 10 feet forward because of this <laughs> insane thing that happened. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, but the timing of this scare was absolutely impeccable. The yeah. way that they did, they just, they just knew, they knew that my guard was down. They knew I was almost done. They knew I was comfortable. And then they just went and heart attack, killer, get her. <laughs> I was terrified. Get her. <laughs> It was so fun though. The way the layout was and the, the way that the storyline worked and all of the scares were just timed so, so well. I recommend Sister Secret so much for like a scary room, but not a terrifying room with like a live actor chasing you down or something. It's just, yeah. it was the, I, the timing was so good. Yeah. Yeah. 
there are levels of scary. I like Sister Secret as well. That's actually one of my top rooms has a good mix of scare and puzzles, not just, you know, pure scare like you were mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Beth, let's get into our escape room draft. Last episode, you and I drafted the overall theme of our room. You have a clue mystery detective room going on. I have a wrestling room going on today. We're going to pick our hint system. What does your hint system look like in your game? What kind of elements are you looking for in a good hint system? Well, let's talk about like the most common clue systems we usually see in escape rooms. We see a lot of the TV screen with the text. We see a lot of audio from Game Master. Uh, Sometimes we see the audio from a character that's part of the game. Yeah. Um, But do you do you have one that's like a particular? particular favorite or like a preferred kind of clue system and for those that are listening let us know which ones are your favorites and let's see if we all have the same ideas but yeah. what, would, what would you say is your favorite kind okay so one of my favorite kinds are the ones that are in theme so mm-hmm. two that really stand out to me before we draft would be stash house is you're at like this party and you're trying to get rid of the drugs and you have a cell phone and this like drug dealer actually like texts you during the game, like if you need hints, but mm-hmm. it's but it's in character. It's not just like, yo, here's your hint, which is super cool. And then another one I really like is the in-game character. And I recently did this thanks to you. The <laughs> uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Magnus the yes! Great. Magnus the Great. Magnus the. Yes. Is it the great? Magnus the Mighty. Magnus, Magnus the Mighty. The mighty. Yes, who is a dragon that talks to you. The cutest little dragon. Yes, a, like, a, like a Mushu, if you will, from Mulan. It's wonderful. It's, it's not just a give me a hint. It's in character. It's part of the story. And you should go play, actually, this game called Magic Cottage because you get to see Magnus. But those are some of and my Beth. favorites. <laughs> and Beth. Sometimes Beth, yes. Sometimes. Yes. I got to see you, so thanks for being there. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, my my favorites are probably the the in-character clue systems. Um, I usually do prefer those. I do remember seeing something somewhere, and I I can't remember where I saw it. I can't remember where I saw it, but I it was like somebody printed clues or something like that, and it was like live printed in front of you. Okay. something along those lines if anybody knows what I'm talking about please let me know because I cannot remember for the life of me what escape room that could have been it also could have been a dream could be wrong (laughs) Uh, I remember there being like a physical paper and it was like printed out with the clue on it okay was it hmm I think they do this in mind trap conspiracy and they also do that. In, they do. Was it that one? It was that one. It was okay. totally that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did really like that a lot because it was just like papers were just flying around the room and then they would say something and then you would hear the print. You would hear like a <laughs> and then you would see the paper fly from the ceiling. And I loved that because then I would read it and I'd be like, dang, what a clue. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> like, I love that. Got your Kim Possible going on. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, that's so cool. But okay, so cool. We got we hit pretty much like all of the all of the main clue systems out there and then like mm-hmm. what our preferences are. Um, what is are we gonna start with me? Are we gonna start with my clue system? Or are we starting with you? If you're ready, I know exactly what I want. So hopefully if you go first, you don't take what I have in mind. Okay. I I don't think I will because it's very particular to Clue in general. Okay. So as a reminder for all of the listeners, last week we went over um, pretty much our theme and I am doing a Clue board game type escape room as my dream escape room. Yes. Um, And if anybody has seen the classic movie Clue, first of all, you should. Second of all, there's a part in the movie (laughs) where there's like a telegram singer that comes to the door and she knocks and then she starts singing. And then she's just, she's just singing some sort of telegram because somebody sent it. And very suddenly she just dies on the spot, Uh, which (laughs) so strange, so weird. Sorry if it's a spoiler, but the movie's from the eighties. So let's chill. Um, But I kind of want my clue system to be like that. So I want it rather than a physical telegram person coming to the door. I would love for there to be an audio to be a knock and then somebody is singing the telegram okay. and then stop suddenly. And you see the clue go through the mailbox basically as a letter. Okay. Okay. But nobody dies in your group. They Nobody, they... hopefully like no <laughs> one dies. <laughs> like each clue you ask, somebody dies on the spot. That's, that's how it's going to work. Are there any penalties for asking for clues? Yeah. Well, yeah. just one small one. <laughs> just a little one. Don't worry about it. Ask for a clue, see what happens. <laughs> that's but great. But that's mine. It's just okay. a knock, a telegram song playing, and then you see the clue pop out as a letter. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. So for my room, which is a wrestling room, like a luchador room, in the storyline, basically, you're trying to bring pride back to your, your town, right? And there's a, there's a villain wrestler. And to get a clue in this game, one person from the group, each time you want a clue, has to go into the ring with this wrestler and basically wrestle him to an extent. While you're doing oh that, God you're kind of distracting the villain and you can actually get more information because he's distracted because he's essentially fighting one of your people in your group. So that is my hint system. You got to interact with the character. And I like the idea of like a chosen one. Like you have to do something that you might not be too comfortable with to get a clue. This is a, this has been done before, not in a wrestling room, but uh, the room called the morgue, which is no longer a room, unfortunately. There was that like bonus room where you had to like go in there to get extra time back. And like one person or two people at a time had to do this to help out the team. So it's like a selfless act to get something more for your group. Oh, dang. That's, yeah. That is so much. I feel like people would be like asking for clues on purpose. <laughs> that just sounds like a really fun experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as, as I bring this to fruition... I will have to plan for that because maybe people do want to get tossed around a little bit in the ring. Uh, all, all safety precautions, of course, this wouldn't be like, you know, injury prone room, but it's uh, right now it's just in my mind. I, I, like, could you imagine playing that room and talking about it later and being like, no, I didn't, 
I did not go into the ring. (laughs) You have to, you have to ask for a clue at that point. It's mandatory. That's what I'm saying. Like, and so part of being a, to me, an escape room enthusiast, like my interpretation is being a part of the game. It's not necessarily about no clues. We're never going to do this. If clues are built into the game, right? Sometimes you want to like see those clue moments because they're super awesome. And as long as the clues aren't like directly giving you the answer, they could be given to you. And they're a lot of fun. That's that's really what I see a perfect escape room being. Oh, yeah. If I feel like I tell people all the time, clues are basically embedded in the dialogue of games usually. Yeah. yeah. And as long as you keep an ear out, like you are getting very minor guidance throughout an escape room. But that's not a bad thing. Like, don't don't shut it down. It just adds to the story. It adds to the experience. And it helps you understand the flow of the game a little bit better and understand how the story is meant to progress. Because you only have a certain amount of time. And if you're just kind of bouncing around, you don't really have enough time to appreciate the story. So I, I just, there's so many people that are so against clues. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with clues. Like, <laughs> there is something wrong with being told the answer is one, two, three, four. Like, that's probably a red flag somewhere. But it's asking for a nudge, asking for a push in the right direction. There's nothing wrong with that because it just helps you get to see the entire experience as a whole. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm a big believer. Never let yourself become an escape room snob that you've done so many rooms. Just like no hints. Just be a part of the game. And if you have a great game master like yourself, Beth, we know how to give the right hints. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not that hard to do. It's something that every company should really train their game masters on because it's just a nudge, never, never the answer directly. Yeah. And it's always like, we're always reading the room. We're always reading our groups, making sure that we kind of know like where you guys are at and what you guys might need here and there. And we'll know, you know, you have a good game master if they can read your group and understand exactly what kind of clue you might want. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Beth, I like your room. I'm excited to play. I'm excited to find out if I ask for a hint, if I'm going to die, but we'll be drafting more about these rooms in the episodes to come. Let's head into our final segment, which is escape room stories from hell to hilarious. Beth, do you have any funny, memorable, scary uh, stories about scary escape rooms? where you were involved, something that you can't get out of your mind that you'd like to tell the audience? I do. I, I know that this room is notorious for their live actors. Okay. And for those of you who know the fun secrets of it, you'll understand why I was alone at this point. But I played Zoe by Escapade in Fullerton. Um, <laughs> and I played with a couple of my other friends and they so graciously disappeared halfway through you have some horrible friends if i, I know. do i really really <laughs> do i have some awful friends oh, like, i'm so sorry beth they knew they knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> and so if you guys have not played zoe or if you don't know what zoe is it is basically an escape room about this little girl who she's just she basically just went crazy due to neglect and stuff and then I I, I 
I was too scared to really understand the story. So please bear with me. But basically, crazy little girl <laughs> running around the realm, giant, crazy butcher uncle also running around the realm, and little me, who's like 112 pounds, crying in the corner, oh. not knowing what to do. Um, of course, like I got through it and I was fine. But there was when I realized my group was gone, I just stood in the room for a really good minute and just stayed in the corner of the room staring and scanning the entire area and I was like this is terrifying I want to leave <laughs> and I knew that what I had to do was just escape the room I just had to solve the puzzles bear through it do whatever so I did I did exactly that I looked through all the things I needed to do my escape room brain kind of clicked on out of pure fear um and I finally escaped I got the last thing and then all I heard was run so I did exactly that and I ran and I ran out the door and I slipped on the oh, curtain no. on the and streets I just of Fullerton. Fully ate it. I ate it. I just, I, I threw body into the pavement of downtown Fullerton. There is a part of me that is on that sidewalk somewhere. I like ripped my pants, like on my knees <laughs> and I bruised them really bad. And I just laid on the floor. I laid on the floor for a really long time. And finally, the uncle character came through and he's like, you okay, sweetie? And I was like, <laughs> stay away yeah. from me. And so he had to help me up. Yeah, it was horrifying. He had to help me up. And I he, he helped me back through the rest of the room and back into the lobby. And he goes, you did a great job. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I did. I did do a great job. Um, <laughs> but it was so stressful that I absolutely like, pardon my French. I ate shit. Like I really ate it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bad. So if you play an escape room, watch where you're running, watch where you're walking, wear comfortable shoes and don't wear leggings. Maybe wear like some good jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Beth, that room is debatably one of the scariest rooms in California if not yeah. United States, uh, well known for that being like high octane on the scare, moderate to low octane on the puzzles, but a wonderful experience if you can endure it. My mm -hmm. story actually happens to be in that room as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> so, so many stories in that room at the time I went with a group and my girlfriend at the time was there. Uh, Zoe, to give some more detail to the listeners, is like the girl from the ring. Let's just say that. Yeah. And at one point we we're in Zoe's room and <laughs> Zoe appeared and the lights were flashing and Zoe moves when the lights go off and then appears when the lights are on and it looks like she's just like, warping around the room which is terrifying so my girlfriend at the time was like in fetal position in the corner and the rest of our group was like huddled together for like strength and numbers protection so i grab her and try to pull her into the group to like get her into the middle of the the mass of humans and she thinks that i'm zoe so she like starts smacking my arm like full force and I'm like, oh. I'm like yelling. I'm like, hey, like, stop. And she's like, get the away from me. And then like the moment stops. And I'm like, yo, it's me. 
<laughs> and, and, and she's like crying. The betrayal. My, my arm is like pink from getting slapped several times. Just a, a moment of you get to see who people really are when they're fearful and their eyes are closed. So that's one of my memories there. Another memory I have is back to uh, Locked Adventures. So Locked Adventures is the dystopia room is a zombie apocalypse room, as mentioned before. They keep a tally of people that stay in, like it starts off in these bunkers. So they keep a tally of what they call bunker babies. And technically, you know, if you have brave people, they can complete the room and the people who are scared can like stay in the bunkers. But they also keep tally of people who uh, maybe quit the game or cry during the game. Uh, Those numbers are far, few and far between. But at one point they had a group and I believe it was like a double date and they witnessed a breakup in the room because the the girlfriend (laughs) the girlfriend was not about it and i don't know i guess she felt like there wasn't wasn't preparation for what they were about to do for their date night and they broke up in the room and it was a very awkward ending and that oh my god is a very memorable story from dystopia at locked adventures could you imagine Hold on. For, for the listeners, could you imagine, picture yourself as the game master. What do you say after that? There's so many people that are inside the room. And like when you give them clues or if you say like something dumb, like if they say, if they sneeze and you go, bless you, like sometimes you just got to ruin the immersion a little bit to be a little bit funny. Yeah. Sometimes people don't realize that you can hear them at all times. Can you imagine having to pretend that you didn't hear that and go, <laughs> Okay, you guys, do you do you guys want to take a picture? And you're sweating profusely, like you're freaking out because you're like, do I call do, do I call a therapist, a couple therapist? What do I do? Yeah. Like and- you fe- you feel like you were just part of this crazy, like private moment and they don't realize it. What do you imagine how stressed you're gonna be? Very stressed. And I can just imagine the picture at the end is you know, two people and there's like no smile whatsoever. And, and it's like, they're supposed to have had a good time and you just kind of played a part in ruining their relationship. Oh my God. And I'm, la- I'm laughing right now because I have no idea who these people are, but it's amazing. If you want to know if your significant other is the one, take them to a scary escape room, just you and them and see what happens. I highly recommend that. If you if you are in the dating scene, do this for me, for <laughs> me. Okay. For Beth. I, when I was dating, I, you know, we were the online dating is the thing. And I would ask like the moment that when you finally were like, okay, we should go on a date soon. Every single time I'd be like, let's do an escape room. Yes. And if I did a second escape room with you, that means that we communicated effectively. And I see this becoming a thing. and. That's just me. I highly recommend it because it really helps you weed out people. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I'm a firm believer, Beth, that that's why you and I are friends. We did an escape room together and we got to get a feel of if we work well together. And here we are running our own podcast, the second episode of Escape Break. Beth, this was a wonderful time. Do you want to do some last minute shout outs? like quick shout outs for all the scary escape rooms out there that we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do some 
let's do some last minute shout outs. So we talked about some rooms in detail. What other rooms would you like to shout out? Give me one. Let's go back and forth. You give me one. I'll give you one. Awesome. I would love to shout out the basement specifically for their courtyard room. I felt like that was just an awesome room. The The courtyard itself was super detailed and the live actor we had was awesome. And we didn't escape it, but um, pretty terrifying <laughs> at the very end when you don't escape. Yeah. Um, such a good room. Really, really great. I did not escape the courtyard either. We were seconds away from the final moment, but oh, us too. Got a little dirty in that room, and uh, just for the basement shout-outs to bring in more scary. Uh, let's just say the study is a very scary room, especially if you're the chosen one. And I may or may have yeah. not worn women's clothing in that room. It is. It is. That one's an interesting one. I feel like you have this really funny trend of either not wearing clothes or clothes that don't fit your style. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. I'll take that as of a course. compliment. Of course. <laughs> All right. I'd like to shout out a room called the Orphanage, which is 60 out. And if you want to know a little bit more about the Orphanage with major spoilers, Type in YouTube uh, orphanage Ariana Grande, and you can actually watch her and James Corden play the room. It's quite a fun video. And you could watch her eat it. And you can watch her we, eat shit we, just like Beth did. Yeah, we're <laughs> one in the same. <laughs> I think you're better than Ariana Grande. I don't know. She's really, she's <laughs> so great. Anyways, she, she fell with grace. I fell and just laid down for a very long time. <laughs> All right, Beth, do you have any other rooms you'd like to shout out? Um, I got one more. Uh, no, I got two more rooms. I have okay. uh, Jack the Ripper by Maze Rooms. Yes. It's very like history heavy. So I really enjoyed the the background. I liked that it was based on a true story and a true crime. Um, but they do this really crazy thing at the very end. And it was one of, one of the first horror rooms I did along with um, Mission, Starkest okay. Hour. But they timed this scare so well to a point where I just screamed like <laughs> bloody murder. And that was the end of the game. That and room. I, like, was so scared. And the game master came in and was like, dude, are you good? <laughs> um, scare. It really got me good. I, I have to shout out that one. Yes, that room deserves a round of applause, if you know what I mean, Beth. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm getting like PTSD from this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, one room I'd like to shout out as well is one that you're going to be doing soon. I have faith in you. Is Project Minotaur? Now this is escape rooms taken to the next level, and we'll talk about the evolution of escape rooms in, a, in another episode. Really. This is one of the newer rooms at Quest Room. It's very on the immersive side. Just recently did it. A terrifyingly good time, but it is very intense. Uh, essentially, you're a prisoner and there is a minotaur and he's coming to get you and he can get you if he wants to. And that's really all I'm going to say. But that's a great one. Great thematics, great cinematics as well. It's like you're part of a, a freaking movie. Yeah. And the video, the in- not the intro, the advertisement video that they have for it on their website mm-hmm. looks so scary in itself i can't even imagine what the actual game is going to be like i'm looking forward to it mostly (laughs) but i'm so scared just based on the video alone and from the reviews i've heard yeah very scary and 
do want to shout out you because you were my motivation throughout the day. I was texting you before the room, mentally preparing and after the room to decompress. So thanks for being there for me, bud. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Last room that I want to shout out is Nightwalker, Operation Nightwalker by Mind Trap. Yes. I love that room. It it wasn't insanely scary. There was definitely a few parts where I was just like, <laughs> please stop. But it was the first room I have ever done with, at the time, my coworker, who is now my roommate. Um, and I love her to death. Okay. And this was probably only her like seventh room. And there's a part where you get, you get a lot of control in that room at some point. And I don't think she understood what the controls were doing. <laughs> and she led something straight to her and it scared the hell out of her. And I eventually just had to like kneel down next to her and be like, it's okay. It's okay. Like I had to be the big person. Yeah. And I'm never the big person, but I had to make sure that she was good. So that I had to control it. And it was just a great memory. But all in all, it is a really, really great escape room. Nice, nice. Shout out to Operation Nightwalker and Mind Trap. Hey, Kat, you know what time it is? Beth, wait, I need more time. Don't say it. No, break time is just about over. But Beth, what if they want more? Well, they can tune in to next episode. Next episode? Yes, next episode. There's so much more to come. Well, what can they do between now and then? Well, they can like us on Instagram. Share this episode? Oh, yes. Venmo you 20 bucks? I mean, if they want to, and if they do want to, it is at Beth underscore Dival. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, we'll see you next time. And remember, if you need to get away and your day seems too long, don't be shy to take your next escape break. <laughs>